Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fifth and Goal podcast. My name is Johnny, and this is a special bonus episode of the World Cup. So today, I'm going to give you guys a quick overview of the USA against the Netherlands in the knockout stage coming up this Saturday at 10 a.m. So first off, we're going to just start out with a little overview of how we got here. Uh, but I hope you all are joining the World Cup. It's been fantastic. I'm here recording on a Thursday. Group E was wild with Japan and Spain going through. And I mean, we've had massive upsets with Germany getting knocked out and Mexico getting knocked out and Belgium getting knocked out and Morocco going through and uh, just some fantastic storylines are already brewing all over this World Cup. It's been so fun. But let's dig into this matchup specific first with the Dutch. Let's start off with them. That's probably the team you know the least about because you haven't been watching all of their games. So I'm happy to do that for you. So the Dutch, the first match, they beat Senegal 2-0. They tied Ecuador 1-1, and then they beat Qatar 2-0. So they finished first in Group A. Now, I will say Group A was easily coming in the worst of uh, all the groups, the weakest. Qatar is the first host nation to lose all three games in the group stage. They weren't very good. Senegal was missing their best player in Sadio Mane, him being injured and out for the tournament. Senegal still went through, finishing second. Uh, And Ecuador was a game team, but uh, not much of a threat overall compared to many of the other groups. The Dutch have a strong back line, as strong as anyone in the tournament. And the centerpiece there is Virgil van Dijk. Virgil van Dijk plays for Liverpool. If you follow the Champions League, follow the EPL, you're very familiar with him. He's been outstanding. He was probably the missing piece uh, to that Dutch run in the Euro Cup a year ago. And so he solidified that back line. They do have a first time at the World Cup goalie in the back. So uh, inexperienced, you would say, but he's held up well. The Dutch have only given up one goal, and that was to Ecuador. So the back line has been solid. The Dutch have a similar problem to the U.S., and that is creating scoring opportunities and finishing them off. Typically, the Dutch are this lively, fun, fast, and energetic offensive juggernaut coming right at you. They're fun, much like that bright orange jersey that they're typically wearing. So if we're looking at the Dutch and we're saying, okay, so they have a solid back line. Where's the midfield? Midfield is the gap in this team. You have Frankie de Jong, excellent, excellent young player. But you're really missing the two spots around him on the Dutch lineup. And so that's been rotating around. And so he's had to do a lot more of the dirty work compared to what you would really like him to be doing on a regular basis. You would like him to be pushing forward, being creative, um, and helping create those scoring opportunities uh, for the forwards here on the Netherlands. They've really struggled to be able to hold down the fort there in the midfield. Now, Cody Gapo has been the bright, brilliant star of this tournament for the Dutch. He scored in every match so far for the Netherlands. He is carrying this team when it comes to goal scoring. Cody Gapo is finding creative ways on his own and with his pace and creative play style to find ways to get the ball in the back of the net. You know, we can talk about formations, we can talk about systems and substitutions and pace of play and uh, fatigue and who gets the ball in the back of the net. That's ultimately what we're looking for here uh, when it comes to the World Cup. Now, the Dutch 
really had Group A uh, sewn up before that final match against Qatar. So they're coming in fresh and ready to go. Memphis Depay might be back for them as well. He was able to play in that match as well. He seems about as fit as he probably could be at this point in the tournament. So that's the Netherlands. So let's evaluate the U.S. Start out with that 1-1 draw to the Welsh. They drew against England as well. That was really an upset in many ways, and they looked level with the English for much of that game. And then they did pull out that one victory that they needed against Iran, 1-0, with Christian Pulisic scoring in the first half. So with the U.S., Matt Turner's been excellent. Defense has been solid uh, until substitutions have come in. Uh, I would like for there not really to be any substitutions unless, barring, you are just trying to hold on in the last 15 minutes, much like the Iran game. Uh, they've been great in the back with Tim Weah has been outstanding. Uh, Sergio Dest has been an un unsung hero for this team and outside back. Love their play. They've been outstanding. But the keystone for the United States team is that special midfield you've heard so much about. Uh, you know, you have Tyler Adams and, and you have Musa in there and you have McKinney in there. And those guys have been getting praise from all over the world for their outstanding play. They are the keystone to the U.S. team. They There might not be a better midfield in the entire World Cup. And that's something that the U.S. maybe has never been able to say before. So that's incredibly special to see them. Up top has been a bit of an issue. Now, I think Tim Way has been excellent on the wing, but that number nine spot has been an issue for the U.S. We're missing that bona fide goal scorer. That's the key uh, issue. And they've put in uh, Haji Wright. They put in Sargent and just it, not a lot coming there. And those guys have been giving it their all, but just not it, what they're looking for, not the results that Greg Berhalter, the manager, has been looking for there. So now the big question we're all asking right now is, what is Christian Pulisic's fitness? Is he going to be ready to go against the Dutch on Saturday? And so right now, from everything that I've read from the reports and interviews, he was there for all of those today being a Thursday um, he said he's doing everything he can to be there on Saturday. It's a pelvic contusion he got on uh, during that uh, goal score uh, against Iran. Uh, he seems well, but I'm sure he's still in a lot of pain. Let's be honest about that. So we don't know if that's really gamesmanship. And Greg Berhalter knows Christian's not going to be able to play, but he just doesn't want the Dutch to know that, wants to make them prepare for that, or if he's really going to give it a go. Either way, I think it's highly doubtful that Christian plays a full 90 minutes with that injury. There's been a lot uh, of questions about Greg Berhalter's substitutions, and I, I, I'm one of them. I don't understand many of the, his choices, uh, but it speaks to perhaps the largest issue that the United States will face in this game, and that is depth, lack of depth and fitness. Uh, the Netherlands, as I mentioned, got to rest Many of their players are take it easy against Qatar. They're well-rested and ready to go for this match, where the U.S. fought tooth and nail with Iran in that final match. There have been times, and if you've watched the U.S. this World Cup group stage, in the first half, they look brilliant. They look like one of the top five teams in the entire world. In the second half, once that fatigue sets in, 
the lack of quality depth for the United States really hurts them. And so as that fatigue sets in, that's when the Welsh were able to get back and score. That's when England was starting to finally get some opportunities and shots on goal. So those are some things to be thinking about and looking out for. Where is the fitness level of our midfield? They're outstanding, but a lot is asked of them and we don't have a lot of quality depth there. So that is a basic, basic outline of what we're looking at for that Saturday game knockout stage. Winner will play the winner of Argentina and Australia, the Socceroos. They had that huge upset as well to get into the knockout stage. So that match will be later on uh, on Saturday. Huge opportunity for the United States here. By no means is this an insurmountable mountain but the Dutch do deserve to be favored coming in. So it's prediction time. You know, if we're going to cover and talk about the game, we might as well predict what's going to happen. This game screams one nothing one way or the other. Whoever is able to get an early goal if it happens will be critical and completely determine the outlook of this match. Uh, my expectation is it's probably 0-0 going into half. So sorry for all of you <laughs> casual soccer fans who are looking for some games with a little bit more scoring. That's probably not the, going to be the case going into this one. Now, I am an American, so I'm definitely very biased. And I'm going to pick the U.S. to win 1-1 in penalty shootouts. So that means it's a draw 1-1 at the end of uh, the second half. We will then go into extra uh, extra time, which will be two 15-minute halves. And if it's still tied at that point, you go to a penalty shootout. While it's also Matt Turner's first time at the World Cup, I think his time at Arsenal, his time uh, in the MLS will serve him well in that moment. So I trust U.S. goalkeepers when it comes to uh, penalty shootouts. So that will be my prediction. We'll see if that comes to fruition. The Dutch certainly deserve to be the favorites, but they're not unbeatable. Let's just say that. They're not unbeatable. And so this would be just huge for the United States to even just reach the quarterfinals would be a huge success for the United States, while reaching the quarterfinals might be the expectation for the Dutch. So by those measures, I would say that it certainly would be an upset, um, and I look forward to the match. So 10 a.m., U.S., Netherlands. I hope you guys are ready. It's earlier than usual time on a Saturday for college football, but 10 a.m. is plenty late enough for you to be up and ready, gather with some friends, cheer on the U.S., um, It'll be a brilliant game. So find those soccer people around you or bring in some people who don't really know what's going on, but they're excited that the U.S. is still playing and watch this game, cheer on the team. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. But if you have questions, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to answer those questions, talk to you guys about anything that you might have a question about, whether it's just the rules of World Cup soccer or our opinion about a certain team or matchup. So please let us know. We'd love to uh, have that conversation with you. This has been the Fifth and Gold Podcast Special Edition with Johnny.